0: Hello, and welcome to this edition of the He Doesn't Waste a Thing podcast. I'm Melissa Zimmerman and once again, thanks for joining me. It always makes me happy to know that people are getting the amazing opportunity to meet really cool people that God's brought into my life. And today again is no different. Once again, I bring you somebody that I really love. Somebody that I think is uh, one of the actually the most fun people in my life. One of the people who, um, always brings laughter to the room, always brings joy to the room, and uh, always is full of life. And that, you need those kind of people in your life. A little and some, sarcasm as well. <laughs> and some sarcasm, yeah. <laughs> so today I introduce you to my good friend Sherry Wood. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. It's great to be here and I'm glad to be considered one of your Favorite people. She is one. You are one of my favorite <laughs> people. Um, pre, just a uh, disclaimer here for the yes. moment. Uh, Sherry is currently holding her grandson. <laughs> And Banner is hanging out with us. So if you hear a noise, it's probably Banner, but we're going to give it a shot and uh, let him be a part of the podcast. And if he makes noise, we'll just all enjoy the noise. Yes, we will. How about that? Because, you know, being a grandparent's great.
1: Yes, it is. It's the best thing ever.
0: I always say being a a grandparent is your reward for not killing your own children.
1: (laughs) Yes. My dad used to say teenagers are God's punishment for having sex. You know, I think your dad might be on to
0: something. (laughs) I might have to just claim, I might have to claim that quote as as mine. You know, it's funny because I always have this thing. I say, you know, the first time I say something, I give whoever, the first couple of times, I'll say, well, so-and-so says whatever. Uh And then the next time I'll say, well, I heard. And then the last time, the next time after that, it's always, well, you know, I always say... I'll let you borrow that one. That's yeah. Fine. So, uh, yeah. So teenagers. My mom would always say, um, "God created teenagers to act the way they did, so when they leave home, we won't have a broken heart." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as you can tell, Sherry and I are women of a certain age. Uh, we have uh, adult children. All of our we all we each have three children. Eat. We both have three children. Uh, all of our children are married, and um, and so she has. You have four grandchildren. I have four grandchildren and one more on the way and, and i have six grandchildren and none that i know of on the way but you know <laughs> surprises happen every that's day. right so uh, anyway sherry welcome to the show and tell me a little bit what would if if you could write um a bio about sherry what would be the top three lines that would get people trapped into reading it right away
1: there's never a dull moment uh-huh yeah um after raising three boys raising three boys and being raised in a pastor's home and being a pastor's wife and being a little bit of um, rebellious (laughs) I tried spirited yeah okay high-spirited there was never a dull moment right raising my kids um, being raised by my parents um, they always thought Sherry was going to be the last one that goes into the ministry. But, you know, here I am. After 38 years, I'm still in the ministry.
0: And, and you know what? You are just proof that the scripture is real.
1: Yeah, which one? The one that says God uses the
0: weak and foolish things there of the go. world to confound that's, the wise. That's me. That That's exactly why. Uh, Stephen and I do marriage ministry as a blended family. Um, you know, I was a failure at marriage. He'd never been married. We raised drug-addicted children. Like, aren't we the people you want to teach you about marriage?
1: Yes. And, you know, God uses people that go through things. Yeah. I mean, we need to have wisdom in areas so that we can minister to people. So, so
0: tell me how you became a Christ follower.
1: Um, which time? <laughs> okay. Well, the month. Um, the every month year it took. at summer camp. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's kind no, of what happened. I think um, every summer I would come back from summer camp, and, you know, you have the best experiences as teenagers at summer camp. And I always came back thinking, I'm going to start over. This is going to be the year that I'm going to make an impact. And I think the year that it really took and I followed through was probably when I was 12 years old. Oh, wow. And the Lord called me into full time ministry then, too. So I had a picture in my mind of what I thought that should look like. And I really um, followed that and pursued that from then on. How did that how does today in your experiences with ministry
0: Um, compared to that picture that you had as a 12 year old girl, that's what I'm curious about.
1: Well, with my mom and dad being, um, in ministry, my mom was a very classy, poised, um, entertained beautifully. Um, so I felt like that's what I needed to be not understanding that I was going to bring a whole other element, um, into the picture. I was a lot more like my dad. I do have traits of my mom. I do love to entertain, as you know. And you're great at it. I love to cook. I love all of that stuff. But I'm not quite as um, poised at times (laughs) as she was. So um, I think I love to make people laugh. I love to find the humor in a stressful moment. I love to, um, I don't like people telling me what to do and how to act. And so I had a hard time with that at the beginning, you yeah. know, feeling like I had to fit in a box. I wasn't really ready to be in a box. Right.
0: Well, I don't think, have you ever had a day in your life when you were ready to be in a box? <laughs> okay, so and No. Yeah. And I
1: think ministry kind of put that on people when I was being raised. Sure. Um, for sure. Back then it was different than it is now. There's all kinds of there's all different kinds of churches and pastors out there that I feel like can minister to so many people. Right. And I've, I've evolved. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and I, think, I think the Christian faith... Not has evolved in, in the way, not in not away from the scriptures, not away from that no. kind of thing, but in the way that we reach people mm-hmm. because people have changed over time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like the family unit has changed over time where mm-hmm. when our parents were growing up, it was, you know, very nuclear family. Mm-hmm. Their divorce wasn't as, as prevalent no. as it is today. No. We didn't see a lot of single parent homes and all of those things. And so in order to reach the world, now we have to change a little bit in our, in, our inter, in the way we introduce and the way that we disciple. Mm-hmm. So um, tell me about, let's talk about discipleship for a minute because mm-hmm. I think that's a really important thing. Uh, if you have, if you discipled people, what do you, how do you, what's the most important things you need them to know?
1: I think how simple the gospel is. I think um, the millennials and the younger people, I have these conversations with my own kids, sometimes, try to make it too difficult. Well, right. what about this? Well, what about this? Well, if we say that, then what does that mean? And I'm like, it's about having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Take religion out of it. And let's talk about what that looks like in your life. Are you a single mom? Did you, um, do you have a baby or, sing- you know, all of those things that can happen to an individual. How does Christ fit into that scenario? That's what we need to talk about.
0: Right, and, and I think it's funny. That's a really good point. Um, because when we think about talking about the gospel and you know a lot of people that I meet and you probably do too have a relationship with the church but they don't really have a relationship with the Lord and when and and so they get hung up in the do's and the don'ts and the thou mm-hmm. shalls and the shall, thou shall nots and all of that stuff and what i found is when you have a true relationship with the Lord the shalls and shall nots are dictated by the holy spirit in your heart Mm -hmm. and not by what people say what churches say all of those Mm -hmm. kinds of things
1: don't you think that that's true absolutely i um am, am discipling right now three younger girls um we meet every tuesday night we're going through a book together and a lot of it is um talking about certain situations in their lives that they're dealing with right now and what Asking them what sh- what would that look like, right. you know? How would that have looked like a year ago, and what does it look like now? What's the difference, and what are you, um, where do you see your life being a year from now? So, those kinds of things um, are conversations we that have been in ministry or mm-hmm. that have been Christians a long time. You don't have to be in ministry, right? For sure, we need to be mentoring these young people and just talking to them about what um, a Christ led life really looks like today.
0: And, and I think that's, I think that's probably a, uh, something in my own life that I didn't really get growing up. Now, I didn't grow up in a pastor's home. I didn't really grow up in my mom. Le- my mom was a Christian. Um, she lived, you know, as good as she could. But we weren't church goers. They weren't church goers, really. And uh, my dad certainly wasn't. My dad didn't get saved until about um, four or five years before he passed away. So I didn't grow up with that kind of discipleship that I wish I would have. But hey, God knew what he was doing. He put me there and and i think it's 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 when i understood relationship versus religion that everything in my life began to change and i think that's i love that i love the idea of saying can you disciple somebody right Mm -hmm. and if you're a christ follower uh, you should be discipling people Mm -hmm. now you can only disciple to the level you're at right Mm -hmm. but but you know more than somebody
1: who doesn't know anything. Well, and you look at our social media, they call them um, influencers, and we personally know people that are great influencers on our social media. But using that platform, it might have more of an impact than even going to someone's house or meeting them for lunch or using the platforms that are young people are used to using and Mm -hmm. discipling through that as well.
0: Yeah. And, and I think you have to just, you know, you can't just blast everything out there and sometimes that, but I think that is a good platform to begin to share the gospel. I know it's something that we use a lot. Um, and, and I'm hoping to get better at it all the time. Uh, but what is, if you could, when you're discipling people, what is the one most important thing you want them to walk away with?
1: Hmm. Um, what does Christ mean to them on a personal level? What has Christ done in their life that they can actually verbalize? Mm-hmm. I think people have that feeling of, I feel better, I feel lighter. Can you put into words what Christ has really done in your life? And I think these young girls that I'm discipling have been able to put that into words and saying, I'm, um, I'm choosing better friends. I'm taking things out of my life that were not uplifting or that were bringing me down i'm choosing to not do things that i would have done before i'm um prioritizing things in my life like instead of going out on a saturday night and partying i'm thinking about no i want to get up and go to church on sunday morning and i want to feel better when i get there i mean they're prioritizing those things that are meaningful to them And to us, we wouldn't even think about, oh, I'm not going to go party on Saturday night. But to them, that's something they're so used to doing. So we talk about that. That's awesome. Um, So uh,
0: another thing that I'm a big fan of when it comes to discipling people, and and that is teaching them to hear the voice of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And Because if you can have... If you can recognize that God is talking to you, and the Bible says he's talking to all of us all the time, uh, but it's learning to hear that voice and identify that voice. I think that's a really important thing. Do you have a way that you teach people that?
1: To hear the voice of God? Uh Reading the scripture, first of all. And, um, you know, you always have those people that will close their eyes and open the Bible and Mm -hmm. say, this is what God wants to say to me today. But I think finding a good devotional, and I have a couple that I give new Christians, and then I have some that I give um, different age people. I just have a little library of ones that I'll hand to them and say, this is something you can do every day. You're gonna hear the Lord through scripture uh-huh. and you're, the Lord's also gonna use people to talk to you. And as you're sitting quietly and starting that day off with the Lord, just be quiet. Uh-huh. Just listen. Um, think about you know the, the scriptures or find those scriptures that are gonna minister to you in a place in your life that you are whatever that is right. find those scriptures and claim those over your life and i think god can really use those as yeah. well
0: and i think it's i think it's super important as you do that to um, to recognize that and if you feel if it's an area where you feel like that you struggle to hear the voice of the Lord man certainly find a Christian who can help lead you in that I think that's a really good thing so uh, let's talk let's talk about you probably hear maybe hear banner in the background let's talk a little bit about what it's like to be the mo- a mom of boys mm-hmm. Sherry is a mom of three boys she raised three three sons and she has three
1: daughters-in-law
0: and um, and so what is what is what's that been what's your experience been
1: well, raising three boys, you're the, you're the woman in their life. Right. You're the most important woman in their life. Taking care of them, um, you know, providing for them, cooking for them. <laughs> that was my biggest job, I oh. think, and driving them to their sports events. And then someone else comes into their life that right. you can either look at it, oh, she's taking my place and I'm not needed anymore, or you can look at it like now we're a team and we do this together. Mm-hmm. Um, I really encouraged our kids to leave and cleave. Um, every once in a while, they'll still call me when they're sick, but, um, I'm always saying, did you talk to your wife because (laughs) she can help you as well. Um, but I think there's those comforts that I make sure that my relationship with my daughter in-laws is healthy and vibrant. Mm -hmm. And then I'm, I'm using my time. I do have with them since they live all over the United States, except for one, the time that I have with them, I'm investing in our relationship. It's not just about the kids and my boys. When I go to their house, I'm investing in them. That's My awesome. boys are second. That's really and good. I feel like if that's, that's my priority, then they know that they're important to me as well. Mm-hmm. Some mother-in-laws will go and cook all their son's favorite things. Now, if they ask me to do that, I'll do that. But I want to know what her favorite things are. Right. I want to know what she loves to do because she needs to know she's just as much a part of that family. And because we were so strong, all of our personalities are strong, we were very close knit, that was really hard for those girls to break into that. Yeah. So it was my responsibility to make sure that they felt loved and accepted.
0: And and you guys, it's funny, and I don't know your two older boys, I just know the youngest one, And uh, but you guys all kind of have strong personalities. Yeah, we do. And, Um, It's funny because I think Rich has the least, your husband has the least strong personality Mm -hmm. of
1: any of you. He's the binder. He's (laughs) the flower.
0: He keeps (laughs) everybody together. (laughs) And and I think I'm always amused when I come over, um, especially when their youngest son, Hayden, is here. Because they still are like... You know, he and and her husband are throwing down. You know, <laughs> one of them's got the other one in a headlock, and and it they still play like that, even though they're all adults. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such a beautiful picture of family. Uh, in fact, one of the things that you know in our in the society today, they're talking a lot about the breakdown of of society, and and the break, and it's caused by the breakdown of the family. Mm-hmm. And if you look I at totally agree if you look at most inner cities, most of the people that most of the kids in inner cities are raised by single moms Mm -hmm. grandmothers but they're very rarely raised by men Mm -hmm. and so i think men have such a vital role in that and that whole family dynamic that family concept is something that's super powerful and i think it's something that we should protect it's something that we should honor Mm -hmm. i think and it's something that we should promote how would you Uh, How would you speak to maybe uh, couples that are in their 20s or 30s about how they protect their family and promote family?
1: I think um, one of the things they can do is a fair proof their marriage. Uh And I'm sure you've talked about that a lot. But really working hard on each other. Um, One of the things we've always told our young couples that are dating or getting married is that as long as you're serving the other person and you're constantly thinking about what you can do to make their day better, Mm -hmm. your needs are gonna be met automatically. And I think for children, that doesn't replace that. And sometimes we get so busy and caught up in our kids' lives, we forget about the marriage. But protecting the marriage Uh is gonna protect the family.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And and I just think that it's, I really think that that's a vital message that we, especially as the church, Mm -hmm. need to get out into the world is that Family. We we have to fight for families. We have to fight for marriages. And uh, we have to empower people uh, to stay in their family.
1: Do you know what I mean? And what I see a lot of parents doing, and moms especially, um, this helicopter mom that we've heard so much about, Uh finding their identity in their kids. And I think there's a big problem there and Absolutely. as a teacher I see the, um, the repercussions of that but your identity should not be in your kids you need to find your identity in Christ and who you are in the Lord and what you bring to the table as an individual then what God gives you as as a mom that as long as you keep those priorities straight God can really honor that Right. but we gotta let go and let our kids make mistakes and fail and you know these kind of um, uh, the trophy for everybody yeah oh. that is not helping our kids no it's not making
0: help it's not making society healthy no all of the you know they call them snowflakes now you know mm-hmm. the people who are mortified because they you know they didn't get a trophy or they didn't mm-hmm. win or you know whatever we now no longer keep score at athletic events which is so stupid and it's the craziest thing ever like the world is not fair God never said the world was gonna be fair uh, but God did give you a way to live in an unfair world and thrive. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that we really need um, to begin to put back into mm-hmm. society and back into the church, too, for that yeah, matter. I think so, I think too. so. And so I think it's uh, I think it's really important. So thanks for sharing some You're of those welcome. things with me. I want to do a rapid fire question. Oh, just, great. You're going to
1: put me on the spot right? again.
0: Don't think about it. Okay. Just, um, just whatever question, whatever it is. Uh, paper Bible or electronic Bible? Paper. Uh, do you write in your Bible or keep it pristine? I write in my Bible. Okay. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Cream and sugar or black? Cream and sugar. What is one movie that you watch over and over and over again and you always love
1: it? Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs>
0: That's fun because her husband is is from the South. Yes. So roll tide right. <laughs> Boomer sooner. That's what I would say. <laughs> roll tide. He would say roll tide. Um, so,
1: what is your favorite Bible verse or your life um, verse? It is Jeremiah. Oh, now you did. For I know the plans I have for you,
0: Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Thank you. <laughs> Put me on the spot. That was that was my life verse for a yeah. lot of years, right? Um, and so, tell me, uh, do you are you a morning person or a night person? Night. Are you really?
1: Yeah. That the older me. I get, the older I get. I'm more becoming a morning person, but I was always a night person.
0: That crash you just heard was banner in yeah, the trash.
1: She pulled the trash can <laughs> over. Sorry,
0: that's okay. Um, and so, if if people do you do speaking engagements, women's yes. events, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if people wanted to get a hold of you, how would they do that?
1: They can email me at Sherry Laughs at gmail.com.
0: And that's S H A R I and I'll put mm-hmm. that in the show notes.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and so you you do, she does speaking engagements for any kind of women's event. Um, she just does all kinds of fun stuff like that. So if I've want, done
1: parenting stuff too.
0: And, and she's she does parenting and, and marriage. Mm-hmm. And so and her she and her husband both do marriage ministry and um, and so <laughs> Thank you for the piece of foil banner. That's awesome. (laughs) Grandkids are great. I love them. They're the best. And so, um, anyway, so don't, if you're looking for somebody who wants to bring a lot of life and energy and fun, to your event you want to you want to invite sherry wood to do that so thanks for hanging out with you're me. welcome this love you so time. much love you too and um and so i just want to say remind everybody all the listeners here thanks for tuning in today um, don't forget to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already done that and put this um uh, put our podcast in your feed so that every time the new one comes up you'll be right there it'll be right there in your feed also don't forget to go to itunes and give us a five-star rating and leave a leave a written um review, if that's something that you want to do. And again, and as always, remember until we come back, until we, I talk to you again, he doesn't waste a thing.